My guest for this episode is Matt East. Matt is one of the world's leading experts on productivity and high performance. He's also the person who convinced me to start a podcast. His books, podcast, and coaching teach how to plan your day so you can spend more time on the projects, activities, and relationships that are most important and meaningful to you. He's best known for his productivity coaching and mastermind, where he's been lucky enough to work with many incredible clients. Matt is one of those success stories that I love to talk about. He left his corporate gig as a vice president at Moby Wireless Management four years ago and has been running his own business ever since. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. Well, Mr. East, it is a real pleasure to talk with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Larry. I'm I'm excited. I actually, I, I, we're going to talk about my stuff the whole time. I know I've got to dig in. I have questions for you <laughs> about your stuff before. It's Uh-oh. like the interviewer in me. I don't have to like take over the interview, but I, I, I want know. to get familiar with you and um, on some stuff that I have questions about. So you have the Invincible Career podcast going. Then you also right. have yeah. the Brave New World pod, or is that something totally different? Brave New Workforce. Brave yeah, New Workforce. that's another podcast. Yeah, You do two? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You do too. You have two podcasts. Uh, yes. So you've got Better Humans podcast, and then you've got, what's the Goal Achievement. Called? It's the Goal Achievement. Yeah, Goal Achievement. Yeah, goal yep, achievement. yep, yep, yep. That's my baby. So that's the one I've had forever. And I'll, I'll oh, be okay. recording an episode for that. Actually, right after this, I'm going to record a little bit for that. But Oh, wow. <laughs> so you've got that. Brave soul. You've got the two podcasts. Which one came out yeah. first? Um, Brave New Workforce. Oh, we started wow. that. So I have two co-hosts, uh, Trip Odell and Anna Kadena. Um, trips on the East Coast. Um, Anna's in Costa Rica. So it's kind of amazing, this whole post-pandemic world where we're all working remotely and collaborating remotely. So we started that almost ex- a little over a year ago. Okay. Right when the pandemic hit and quarantine, we are like, let's talk about how this is changing the world. Okay. And it is, and it has. Yeah. Um, so that came out and then you had encouraged me. So I want to say thank you for encouraging me to do a podcast. We were talking on the better humans podcast back in 2019, or or as I say, pre pandemic, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and you encouraged me to do this. You were like, you know, you really should do a podcast. It's like, it will change your business. It'll change your life. And it took me a while to kind of get it kicked up and started and, uh, finally pulled the trigger on it last year. And so that's when the Invincible Career Podcast started and just recently started interviewing guests on the show. But thank you for doing, for saying okay. that. I mean, I did. Okay. So I've got to I was ask, kind of nervous was about it, it. Did it, has it helped? Is it, is it something? What is it? Is it been good? It is. It's been good. Yeah. So I've had um, listeners reach out. I'm having more traction than I was before just with a newsletter. Yeah. Um, and I can see the metrics are increasing. So the downloads are increasing, um, really nice uptick with the guest. Mm-hmm. So that makes a huge difference. People get tired of hearing me talk. At least so. it gives you something <laughs> to put in the newsletter too, right? It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So every newsletter now, well, every newsletter, even the, I have a private and a public newsletter. So the privates for my, my coaching clients, um, every single one has a podcast attached to it too. Okay. An episode. Okay. So it's like two, two a week. One's really short. Um, it's just kind of the weekly challenge, which I know you do that too with your clients. 
Um, and then this one, which is a little bit longer, kind of a 30 minute format. Okay. Um, so yeah, it keeps me busy. Oh. I'm on the mic a lot. I love it. <laughs> and then, so you've got a, I saw you have, so you have a free Slack group that you offer too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've been doing that for probably a little over four years. Wow. Um, so the Slack community, I recently have been spinning up a mighty networks community too. Okay. Which is actually kind of interesting. I don't know if you've looked into that for your community. Sure. I've been in a Mighty Networks. Oh, you have? Okay. I've been in one. I haven't been the main person, like the administrator or whatever. Okay. I've just been like, I've been a person that's in a, um, that's in someone else's Mighty Networks, like platform, I guess. So I've been in the platform as a yeah. like end user, I guess. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, there are powerful it's a little it's a little complex to set up it took me a while but it kind of brings everything together nice. it's got the masterminds it's got courses it's got kind of a feed like facebook it's it's really cool it's it's taken a little while to kind of migrate people and pull their fingers off slack because everybody's used to slack but uh slowly but surely we'll we'll get more people over there awesome um, i think it's a better platform very cool that's awesome so i want to talk a little bit more about what it means to be a productivity coach because you're a productivity expert and coach and people hear that they're immediately curious a lot of people had a lot of questions for you so let's talk about what that is what brings people to you how do you work with them how do you help them okay yeah 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 so you know i've i've been a i've been doing productivity coaching for i don't know almost four years now so i've done some wow. different iterations of it okay so when I started out, okay. I was working directly with clients, pretty high-end clients one-on-one, -on -one, and that's how I was approaching it in a very traditional, I was, my go-to-market strategy was um, very traditional. It was very, very, very traditional, okay. um, you know, kind of like higher-end, exchanging my time for dollars, very much consulting Got feel. It. It's just like I needed to pay the bills. That's how I went about it. Um, I, that for me, wasn't like the perfect match because I really got into coaching okay. to help people. Like I really wanted to help people mm -hmm. at scale. Um, and I was basically working with like, you know, like eight really rich dudes essentially. And <laughs> I was like, oh, this is okay. I guess I feel like I don't, it's definitely not what I wanted to be doing. I was working um, and nothing mm -hmm. wrong with like, I was working with a lot of founders and startup, like kind of, um, successful Indianapolis has a pretty thriving startup community. I was working with a lot of founders and, um, and it was good. It was, it was all good. It was like productivity coaching slash my backgrounds all in like really strong, like go to market type stuff, sales and, um, sales mm, and marketing okay. type stuff. And so they were paying me a lot. It ended up being a lot of consulting around that type of stuff. So, you know, that just left me kind of unfulfilled to a certain degree. I was like, I want to be impacting the world more. That's when I was like, I'm starting a freaking podcast because at least that's free. So I can at least share my ideas. I was wondering how that yeah, started. Yeah, I was like, okay. at least I can yeah. share my ideas and like anyone in the world can hop in on and um, listen and it's free. And I'm like, okay, that could be one way to impact right. people further. Well, after that, I realized I found coach.me coach.me was digital coaching. And, um, it was just a really, it was a perfect timing for me when I found coach.me because 
Mm. I just learned. So that's where you met Tony. Yeah. So it just, I just learned so much about scalability, um, in the coaching profession. And, and I learned a lot about, Mm. um, I learned a lot about, um, habit building and from a priority coach perspective, I really need to be in touch with my, my, to, to make a really lasting impact. I almost need daily touches with my clients. Um, sure. cause we're trying to build the, the, yeah. we're trying to build the habit of prioritization and, and having clarity and having focus. Right. So I did that for a long time. I kind of outgrew that because it was still one-to-one and I was starting to get a lot of clients mm-hmm. and, um, and that's when I made the latest transition that I've done over the last six months. And I've moved, um, not all, but a lot of my clients are now in a Slack group. It's a paid Slack group. It's a, a group coaching slash, um, uh, mastermind. And it is, it's amazing. And you know, what that's done is in my opinion, traditional coaching is, is broken in a lot of ways because a lot of people that need it can't mm-hmm. afford it. I mean, it's freaking expensive to hire a coach. Yeah. It's too expensive. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. my wife and I make a great income and I don't have a coach at all times because I'm like, I don't know if the value's there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, when I've written my book, I had a coach, um, you know, so I believe in coaching. So don't get me go. Don't get me wrong with that. But it's just, I've, uh, you know, I have flipped my coaching off and on. And some of that's uh, price sensitive. I'm just like, man, this is expensive. I'm like, and when you look at a lot of coaching, it's just like outrageously expensive. So the coaching, the, the master or moving stuff into Slack and into the mastermind allowed me to bring the price point way down. So I'm able to offer the productivity coaching I'm offering now. I still, mm-hmm. I'm in touch with my clients every day. It's $29.99 a month. It's absolutely the best coaching deal in the world. There's no way there's a better, there's yeah, no so way. It's less than a dollar a day. Yeah, there's yeah. no way yeah. there's a better coaching <laughs> deal. I mean, it's a highly engaged community because we have, we share our top three priorities each morning in one of the groups. So that drives traffic to the, I've seen you doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It drives traffic to the group. Um, so, um, you know, so I, it's still habit based. It's the price points way lower and, um, and it harnesses the power of community. There's a lot to say for, um, the power of community and collective wisdom and shared motivation and just getting encouragement from a friend and, and the accountability provided by a community. I post my top three in there every day and I get my stuff done because I don't want to look like a turkey to the community. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get this (laughs) stuff done. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, so that's my jam, man. It's, um, it's been an absolute, you know, um, amazing, uh, like run. And I couldn't, I'm, I'm absolutely like thrilled with where my business is at right now. And it's largely because of the mastermind. Um, and I just love it. I, I mean, it's, it's uh coaching that freaking works and it's affordable. And I yeah. really have tried to, I mean, this sounds really bad to say, like I went aggressively low price. I'm like, I'm going to, that's not like, that's a very risky from like a go to market perspective. That's a very risky way to go about business. 
but I was just like, mm. coaching is too expensive. And what price point allows people to get in and start coaching and continue with it over time? Like it's not going to like right. drain their right. finances. I don't know how somebody can hire me as a coach and not get a positive ROI. I, I mean, I just, I literally don't know how. And for the, for the $30 yeah. a month coaching, at, you know, I, I also coach people where I meet in they're, they're still in the mastermind, but I, I meet with them once a week, say that coaching's $500. If I'm coaching a, you know, a mom through that, I'm not going to probably provide an ROI. I can't do it. It's impossible, mm -hmm. you know, unless she's mm -hmm. building a business. So from, uh, right. so that mom can afford that $30 a month, no problem usually. And, um, and it gives them an avenue to work with a great coach. And it's, uh, in my opinion, it's, the most affordable, like world-class coaching you could, you could, you could buy. I mean, I, I know I'm like selling it aggressively here and I'm not trying to, I'm just like, <laughs> it's freaking amazing. Oh, and people, if people are interested, you can try that for free for seven days. It's, you can try it for free for seven days. It's amazing. You just go to my website. It's just matt-east.com. So it's m-a-t-t-east.com. You could, or just Google Matt and productivity. It'll pop right up. Yeah, you come up a lot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so what people may not know, Matt had a previous life. So you used to be a vice president at Moby Wireless Management, and you were there for almost eight years. So it's not like you kind of were there just for a little bit. You were there for almost eight years. What made you decide to break free from the corporate world and start your own business? Oh, that's a great question. I had so much fun at Moby, by the way, too. Like it was a startup. I, when I started there, I think there were like four people. When I left there, there were like 400. Um, mm, wow. Uh, so that's, you know, that was seeing that growth was amazing. And uh, yeah, I, so as far as leaving, I guess, um, you know, I just wanted to, I, I, I had an amazing experience there. I worked my way up. I started, I went in, I did not go in as a VP. I went in as like a, essentially someone working the phones. Like we were trying to get revenue. We didn't have any customers. I was just like right. cold calling, like nonstop, like a machine for like a year. And, uh, eventually, you know, I, I worked my way up and, and when I left, I was a VP, but, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience, saw tons of growth. And I just wanted to have a bigger impact in the world. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we were building software and selling it to fortune, basically fortune 500 clients. I was working with some amazing clients. I got to see kind of behind the, okay. the kind of behind the walls of like Procter and Gamble, an amazing company, like seeing how they operate. And they were one of my first big, mm -hmm. big clients sold Procter and Gamble off of a cold call, which is, which for a software company that's dying for revenue and when <laughs> you sell that, that deal, man, that is a game changer. That kind of gave us some lifeblood for a little bit. And, um, and it was yeah. just an amazing experience, man. I just very thankful for it, but I wanted more, you know, I just wanted more. I wanted more freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be doing stuff on my watch a little bit. I've always been creative. Yeah. I'm entrepreneurial. I, I like the idea of, um, being in control. I love, like, I learned a lot there about reoccurring revenue and I wanted to go build some business models around reoccurring revenue, which is what I've done. That's so cool. So you've been running your business. As, as you said, it was like, it's been almost four years now with your, your own, um, company, Matt Easton company. 
what would you say has made you successful? Oh man. I mean, I don't even know if I am successful. I just like thug my way through, but (laughs) I mean, uh, I don't, I guess, I mean, okay. I guess more than anything, it's exactly what I coach on. It's, Hey, let's set, let's set some annual goals. Let's set some weekly targets. Let's set some daily priorities and get after it and execute. And let's move through this with like a clear vision and, um, and let's be willing to iterate and make adjustments along the way. But let's, let's try to tackle this thing with a bit of a plan. And at the same time, let's not be scared to make some mistakes along the way. Um, you know, I just did. It's so funny. You asked that talk about like not success, but, um, but failure. I just was, I just did a 20 minute podcast this morning, or I did a, I'm doing some stuff on Patreon, Patreon, Patreon now. Do you know about Patreon? Oh yeah. Patreon. Yeah. So I just started Patreon. I recorded my third recording for paid only. I I needed to do that because my podcast is very supportive. My, my um, mastermind is a very supportive community. I wanted a place where I could challenge people more and they weren't like, man, he's a, he's a mean guy. So, um, so on the page, I just warned people. I'm like, I'm tearing you. I'm going to cuss like this is where it's going down today. So I'm just like on fire in there, just like dropping F bombs. I'm like, on my podcast, if I even like whisper like the S word, I'm like, I'm like, there's so many moms with kids listening to it. Like, I know that, that I'm, uh, I'm always like, Oh, I feel so bad. I'm like, if they have like, if they're listening to like their in-home speakers or something and I'm, like saying bad right. words, I feel so bad. So I, I'm so like tentative on those, on the podcast and in my coaching community, I'm so supportive because I, you know, you know, right. from a coach, like how much to press and how, mm-hmm. and you know, I almost usually, yeah. you know, um, lean towards, you know, being more supportive and, and encouraging than sure. I do like really challenging most people. Um, but on this, man, I'm just like ripping into people. So as I was saying, I just I just did a podcast on I'm like, my my uh success rate and my income rate has skyrocketed since I got really familiar when I got really comfortable with rejection. So um mm, okay, you know, so if you think about it. Like currently right now, my website gets about 50 uh, hits just naturally from Google that I don't have to pay for a day, 50 hits a day. And then I pay for about 50 more that I drive. I try to pay for some very specific traffic to come. I get about five website, uh, five or six um, convert into email. They convert on my email list. And then one Mm, turns into a paid customer. One out of 100 turns into a paid customer. That's 1%, very standard that's not great and it's not terrible. It's about what it should be at the price points that I'm selling stuff. Right. Okay. So that means 94 people are rejecting me every single day. They're rejecting me. They're looking at it. And a lot of times they jump right off. Like they just like literally see a picture of me and I like, no way. Like I'm not messing with that dude. Or they, for whatever reason, they <laughs> land and they're like, they, they, they get out of there. Right. So uh, I'm dealing with rejection there. And you know, a lot of people would think like, well, I got to increase my conversion rates. And I'm, tr- I try to do that. I spend time every, literally almost every day I make a tweet to my site, trying to go from a 1% uh, 
uh, conversion sure. to a 1.5. That would be a massive difference. So I get all that. But what I really need, I really need a thousand people there, 940 being like, this guy's nuts and getting out of there and still converting 60 people. Right. Like that's, <laughs> right. that's actually yeah. what I need yeah. to do. Like that's the, that's the answer. It's not finding more people to love you. It's I, you know, with 7 billion people in the world, if 6.9 billion can reject me, I would be so freaking rich. You know, if I could get 6.9 to reject <laughs> me, I'm rich. I'm good. Like I'd be, I'd be literally like, I'd yeah. be having, I'd have no money would just be <laughs> falling out of my pants. I mean, I'd be the richest dude ever. If I could get to 6.9 billion people rejecting me, I'm golden. So it's just like little stuff like that. It's like, I don't know what I've done that well. I do know I need more. I need to do worse. I need more rejection. I need more like <laughs> failure. I need, yeah. I need more problems. <laughs> like I need, you know, I learned that Grant Cardone told me that he's like, dude, you need problems. You need challenges. Like somebody that just wakes up and, Right. And turns on the TV and watches TV. They don't face any rejection all day long. That doesn't mean it was a good day. You know, it doesn't at all. Yeah. You know, some yeah. of these companies that are doing incredible revenue, they're facing incredible amounts of rejection. And it's not, you know, it's not coming that easy. It's, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just amazing. Scale is amazing to me, Larry, because there's just so many more people than we realize. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's interesting. I've been looking at the creator economy and the passion economy. So it's interesting. You mentioned Patreon and this whole concept of finding kind of your niche audience. And sometimes people are afraid to do that. They they're like, Oh, I don't want it to be too small. But we have an entire world, like you're saying, there's billions of people now that can see what you're offering. So you don't have to appeal to a broad base. Yeah. When you're looking at mm. billions of people, you can focus on a tiny niche that loves kind of what you have to offer. They need exactly what you have to offer. And that can still be incredibly profitable mm -hmm. and you can be very successful. Mm -hmm. It took me, you know... I think you and I talked about this on our, uh, the first time we uh, met doing the Better Humans podcast, you know, it took a lot of, um, not guts, but like courage for me to like draw a line in the thing and just say, I'm going to be a productivity coach. I want to try to own, sure. if you yeah. Google productivity coach or productivity coaching, that's the space I wanted to own. And I'm, I'm not there. I actually was ranked really high in Google for a while and it's, uh, dropped off a little bit, but, um, it's, uh, you know, that's hard to do as a business owner to be like, okay, there's, there's 200 people oh, a day yeah. searching for productivity coach. I want to own that. It's a lot easier to say, like, I want to be a life coach. And cause there's, you know, there's 8,000 of those searches, right. but you know, <laughs> everyone, everyone thinks they're yeah. a life coach. So it's, um, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I like the idea of niching down. I love the idea of just like, doing the math behind reoccurring revenue. You talked about kind of the creator economy. It's just that, right. You know, the math adds up so much faster than, than we think. I just did an episode on uh, the math or the path to get to a hundred K a month income, you know, and some of the, some of the math mm -hmm. on that is just fascinating. I think it was what like blew my mind is if you can get 400 customers paying you, 250 bucks a month that's 100k 
that's I mean that is doable. Wow. Like that yeah. is so doable. Yeah. I sell a product for 30 bucks. If you if I get 5,000 of those, that's 150k a month. I mean, the numbers are just like wow. so when you start yeah. playing with like re recurring revenue math, I you know, I just love that. It's one reason I love that lower price point for my coaching. Some of it's selfish. It's because it makes people buy so much quicker and it allows them to sure. buy because yeah. if that coaching is 360 bucks or whatever that math works out to, I don't even know what it is, 380 or something, 382. The uh that nobody wants to pay 380 up front to like get into a mastermind they're unsure about, blah, 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 blah. Like that can be a lot of money for some people. Yeah. For I mean, I I coach a lot of like med school students, mm -hmm. a lot of students, mm -hmm. like they don't have 400 bucks thrown around, but can they do 30 bucks a month? Like, yeah, they can do 30 bucks a month. So it makes that price point way more right, feasible. Right. It makes my income and my, um, my income so much more predictable and basically never go down unless you're losing more customers than you're exactly. gaining. I love that recurring revenue that, uh, I mean, there's a reason why like Netflix and all these companies are functioning off a of recurring revenue. It's not because they're dumb yeah. and it's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I want to pivot really quickly and, and talk about your book. So you recently published a book. It's called The Purposeful Planning Method, How to Plan Your Day, Beat Procrastination, and Regain Control of Your Time. And for everybody listening, you can go find it on Amazon, look for Matt East and, and for The Purposeful Planning Method. And in your book, you talk about how important it is to plan your days using kind of these two different layers. So it's the fluid layer and the habit layer. And I was wondering if you could explain those concepts a little bit and how someone applies that to their daily schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Hey, by the way, people can get my book for free. Just go to my website and then in the back put VIP and it's just free, 100% free. And you, the same audio that's on Audible is there. The same book that's on, um, I don't know, all these digital platforms. It's free. Just go get it. It's awesome. And um, it's like an hour and 10 minutes to yeah. read or listen to. Well, that's great, Matt. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but the habit, habit layer, fluid layer. So I just kind of thought through, I did a lot of studying as I was working on this book. And as I was just like, not just for the book, but prior to that, I'm like, how can I, how can my day be the most effective possible? How can I, I just wanted to like live a great life. I want to just like enjoy my life, but also be like super <laughs> productive, get cool stuff done. I wanted to like exercise every day. Right. I wanted to like spend time with my wife every day. I wanted to like golf occasionally. I wanted to run like every day. I wanted to go to the sauna every day. I wanted to like work on cool projects every day with fun people and work with, you know, interesting clients. And I'm like, how do I do all this? Mm -hmm. So I started to study stuff and I just started to see a kind of a reoccurring theme of how these like high performance were high performers were functioning. And it wasn't by accident. They weren't meandering through their day is what I started yeah. to figure out. And I realized, first of all, almost all high performers have clarity heading into the day. They know what they want to work on. It's not like by mistake, they're moving through their day with intentionality. Mm -hmm. They're intentional about their energy. They're not reacting to stuff that comes up all day long. They're intentionally moving through their day and focusing on what they want to, uh, what they want to focus on. And that's where I, 
I thought, okay, we're going to term that the fluid layer because it kind of changes every day. It's like what I do during my work day. So kind of from like that 9 a.m. to 5, 6 p.m., what am I doing there? That actually changes every day for me. So like today, this is one of my fluid layer activities. It's, mm. it's I had to block this. I had to say, okay, I'm going to hop on with Larry. We're going to chat and, and knock that thing out. So your priorities yeah. for the day are your fluid layer activities. That's your fluid layer. It's the stuff you're focusing on. It kind of changes throughout the day because one day you might, for you, one day you might record a podcast. One day you might have to share that podcast socially or or on your email list. One day you might have a lot of client calls or client mm -hmm. interactions. It just changes. Stuff changes yeah. in that fluid layer. And then what I what else I saw was a lot of these most successful people, man, they have incredible habits in the morning and at evening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just start to study these people and you realize, man, these, some of these high performers are just getting up, they're heading to the gym and it's, it's not by like mistake. It's like, they've done it for like 10 straight right. years. They've got up, they've had coffee, then they've headed to the gym. I mean, you think about that. They've basically worked out for 10 years straight, just by acting almost like a robot, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so, you know, that's your habit layer. Those morning, your morning routine, that's habit layer. Then the middle of your day, fluid layer. Then that evening is habit layer. So for me, uh, I like to spend a lot of time with my wife, relax, hang out with my pups, like get away from work, go on a walk or something with Rachel. And, um, and that's my right. evening habit layer. I cook, so I do all the cooking in our house. So I, I, you know, I cook. All that's blocked off on my schedule. My habit layer is basically the same every single day. It's virtually the same. Just basically wake up, uh, literally let the dogs out, grab a coffee. And pre-COVID, it was, you know, you head to the gym. It's changed a little bit since then. I try to do my workout right. at home. Um, I can't wait to get back to the gym, by the way. But um but the, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So that's it. The habit layer is just kind of the, your, your, um, morning routine, your evening routine, fluid layers in between there. And, um, if you want to learn way more about that, that was a bad description, but if you want to <laughs> learn way more about that, the book's easy to, uh, to listen to, it's easy to, to, uh, follow along. There's a lot of, um, um, examples in the book too, that, uh, are good to reference. So, so I have a few questions for my community. So there, there's some folks that, that I probably have way more questions than we could answer. But one was the issue of procrastination, which I think everybody gets hit with sooner or later, mm, maybe mm -hmm. every day. How do you overcome procrastination so that you can actually focus on the tasks that are important? Because it seems this person was saying, the more I worry about it, the more I procrastinate. And how do you overcome that hurdle? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And you know, something that I've noticed, there's two elements to this. Most of the time with procrastination, this isn't like me saying this. This is based on like data, like a psychologist and, and what science is saying about procrastination. And most people know this in their heart too. It's not a time management issue. It's not a time management issue. Usually we have we have the time to do the task. So it's usually more of, it's, it's almost mm -hmm. weird saying this, but it's more of like an emotional issue. It's like, maybe you're worried about how you're going to be judged or something like sure. that's why you're, 
you know, it's taking you a long time to record a podcast or to write an article or to respond to an email. Mm -hmm. Um, so there can be, there's just a little more complexity around, uh, procrastination than a lot of people I think think. Um, so it can much more be, um, yeah, kind of more of an emotional issue than it is a time management issue. Um, And once you know that, you can start to work through that. I will say this from a procrastination standpoint, you know, you exercise a lot. I've seen your videos. You're like a beast. Um, (laughs) You'll know this as well as anybody. If you're, you've procrastinated before you go work out, if you've ever, like you're a work, you work out a ton. I'm 99% sure you've procrastinated. I know I do. Mm -hmm. I procrastinate all the time. I did a run before our podcast. I procrastinated. Sure. And, uh, And even that I've ran like thousands of times and I know that after I start running five or six minutes into my run, every single time I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I almost didn't run. This is the greatest part of my day by far. Like this is unbelievable. (laughs) Am I insane for thinking like I wasn't going to run today? (laughs) Well, the motivation to run came after you started running. Like it's insane. Like it's backwards. It's so backwards. The thing is, (laughs) does that resonate with you? Like, you know, that feeling. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Every time I'm like, I just got to start lifting. Then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I enjoy this. You turn music (laughs) on and you know, and the exercise is interesting because you have some benefits, you know, like there's stuff going on in your body with like proteins and stuff that you're like getting, you're feeling good and juiced up. But the same damn thing is true for work. Like when you're dragging your feet on that, like how many times you right. drag your feet, then once you pop into something, you're like, oh, like it's not that bad at all. Like I would bore, it's borderline enjoyable yeah. <laughs> to work on this. Like, oh, I just procrastinated two weeks on writing this and I got in here for 10 minutes and I'm like, oh my God, I'm having so much fun writing this. The ideas are just pouring in. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's literally like insane. So at some point you just have to start trusting yourself. Like at some point you have to say, yeah. I'm a freaking idiot and I know that I'm going to procrastinate forever unless I just start. And then I'm, I'm a machine and I'm just going to like stuff will just take care of itself. And you know, you just kind of trust yourself. If you can trust yourself to just get moving 99% of the time, maybe that's the, that's the, that's the golden ticket is just getting started. And, um, and even some of those emotional concerns that you had around, Oh, are people going to like this? Um, what are some of those other emotional concerns? I usually have a bunch of examples. Um, just any type of worry, you know, any type of, you, oh, I know what it yeah. is. A big There's one, definitely a lot of fear and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And, and a big one is lack of clarity. So you just don't know, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Sure. What the hell's the first step? Like that, like once you know that, it actually helps a yeah. lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot, a lot. So, yeah. you know, that's the big thing. It's like, yeah a lot of times procrastination is based in not having clarity. Like you kind of think you have clarity, but it's like, Oh no, no, I want to start a business, but it's like, okay, well, what's the very first step we need to do to like start moving towards that. So a lot (laughs) of times I'd say procrastination is it's grounded in these weird things, like a lack of clarity. If you can get clear, procrastination goes away. A lot of that, you know, if you can get past that fear and anxiety, it's going to go away hundred percent. And then the last thing is just, like I said, just begin stuff, take action and, um, 
and trust yourself yeah. that trust that that motivation is going to follow. It's so easy with working out because once you once you're an established you know athlete or you're working out quite a bit because you literally start to trust yourself you just know like you know you're like oh right. no i'm gonna feel great in like 10 minutes i'm gonna be like it's gonna be the high of my day and you know occasionally that doesn't happen but more often than not if you get moving yeah. stuff starts to work itself out and i'd say if you get started too and on, on like a project i've been trying to learn a photoshop and you know sometimes it just goes a little slower than you think. And you just have to like, you know, I started mm -hmm. and it, I, I didn't necessarily feel super motivated to like learn Photoshop. I felt super <laughs> motivated to switch my tool and learn a new tool though. I'm like, I got to figure out, I still wanted to solve my yeah. problem, uh, but I was just like, Oh man, Photoshop's insane. So, you know, it's, <laughs> yes, but it didn't make me like, I didn't get, I didn't get to the point of being like, Oh, there's other amazing tools out there until I got in and started taking action as, as opposed to just like daydreaming about being a Photoshop designer, right. you know, like there's a big difference between saying you're going to do something and actually doing it. So Matt, I just, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. And I know that many of my listeners are going to benefit from your productivity system. So again, the best place for them to learn about your coaching practice is matt-east.com. Is that correct? Yep. 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 That's a great spot. Just go into Google type productivity, Matt, and I'll pop right up. There you go. <laughs> so again, everybody, Matt's book is the purposeful planning method, how to plan your day, beat procrastination and regain control of your time. And Matt gave you the URL to get a free copy. Very generous of you. Thank you. Um, or you can look on Amazon and you can buy it if you want and be supportive. That'd be fantastic too. Uh, thanks again, Matt. Oh, it was so much fun. I'm, I've listened to your other guests. They were so calm and I was crazy. I feel kind of bad. I like it. I, we need the high energy. You can't, you can't have everybody be calm. <laughs> All right. Great catching up with you, Matt. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.